0: DFS Today Podcast. I am your host, Mike DiPaggio. We're going to talk about this wonderful April 9th slate. we got three games to talk about this Saturday. Nice little calm, cool select collective slate as the season begins to wind down. Nonetheless, we got some DFS to talk about. we got some injuries to talk about. Some potential rest candidates as the season progresses. It's just shutdowns happen. Tank mode is ensuing. Lots of good stuff to get to, but before we jump into anything, quick shout out to our presenting sponsors over at Thrive Fantasy. Guys, come prop up for the rest of this regular NBA season on top of the playoffs coming up, which we all know we love to get some good playoff action in, but best place to do it is over at Thrive Fantasy, the number one daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props with Thrive. Eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 of 20 available player prop bets to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned to fantasy value for both the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. Now, you hit hit the most props, you rack up the most points, and you win your share of a prize pool. Don't forget, they also have just single prop bets that you could wager on as well. And if you use that promo code ETHOS, E-T-H-O-S, when you sign up, you receive a 100% instant first deposit match on up to $100. You can find Thrive in the App Store, Play Store, or by visiting their website at www.thrivefantasy.com dot com so be nice short and sweet podcast we're going to touch on the three main games that we have we're going to talk about the news that we need to monitor the news that we already have and we'll start off at the top with the new orleans pelicans traveling to memphis to take on the grizzlies now for the news what we need to monitor this is probably going to be the biggest impact on the slate Uh, we need to keep an eye on john morant he's questionable Word around town is that he could be making his return for this game. Obviously, that would have an impact on the usage, on Tyus Jones, on a few other aspects that we're going to talk about as well. And then for the Pelicans, it's Brandon Ingram. He's questionable, missed that last game. Zion, Kara Lewis, both of them rolled out. So let's talk about the here. We'll start off with the Pelicans. And the first thing that pops off the page for me is just C.J. McCollum's price tag. Coming in at $8,200 is his cheapest price tag since February. So obviously we, we, want to, we want to know if CJ uh, is going to have the bulk of the usage, which probably have a good amount of it anyway, but Brandon Ingram would obviously impact that as well. Uh, nonetheless, Brandon Ingram plays, I still have interest in CJ. If Brandon Ingram sits, I have a ton of interest in CJ. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I'm going to want my fair share of him. Now, we also want to talk about Jonas, 7-9. Good price tag for him. It's a fair price tag. Over the past few games, we've been seeing the minutes get limited for them simply because those games have been pretty much blowouts. You know, We're talking over a 30 point win against Portland. Uh, they lost by almost 20 against LA. So we saw those minutes limited over the past two. Now, if you think this game is gonna get out of hand, which I don't, Memphis is an absolutely good team, uh, then we'd probably wanna be wary of playing Jonas and probably look more towards the Hernan Gomez route. I feel like it's gonna be a pretty close competitive game. But that being said, I think 7,900, it's a fair price tag for him. It's just anytime you're going up against a, a brawler like Steven Adams, uh, you know, the rebounds, everything else, they get a little bit tough, a little bit tough to grab. So uh, I have a couple other centers on this slate that I'm, I think I'm a little bit more interested in, but I wouldn't fault you one bit if you want to look at Joe Val. And then obviously some other options that we've been looking at for this team would be like Jackson Hayes, Herb Jones, uh, those guys. But for the most part, I think my main option is going to be CJ. This Memphis defense is really good. We just don't want to go overboard on targeting them. Uh, If we happen to see that Ingram is ruled out, we'll probably see those minutes get distributed between guys like Larry Nance Jr., uh, Najee Marshall, Devontae Graham. Because they'll probably, they can always slide Herb Jones down to the three, play a little bit of Larry Nance. They could slide Herb Jones up to the four if they want. And then, like I said, play a little bit of Najee, play a little bit of her, uh, play a little bit of Devontae Graham at the two. There's many ways that they can kind of go about it and use their versatility. But for the most part, I think CJ Maybe a share or two of Jonas, not a ton, and then I think uh, I don't mind taking some dart throws on guys like even Hernan Gomez. Yeah, I mean, you really want the game to get out of hand for him to get the 26 minute mark, but even in 18, uh, he can easily pay off that salary. On the other side of the ball, it all starts and ends with John Morant. If John Morant plays, I'm probably not going to be playing him at 98. Just don't know that they're going to thrust him back into a full minutes workload, especially with the end of the season coming. They're just going to want to get him some reps for playoffs. Uh, I do think that we can take a look at Tyus Jones if he sits. Probably not playing much of Dylan Brooks or Desmond Bain. If I had to play one of those guys, it would probably be Brooks, just simply because he's $1,100 cheaper. He's still going to have, probably is anywhere between his 12 and 15 shot attempts regardless. We know he's not shy. Uh, But that would also probably take DeAnthony Melton out of the picture for us if we see that John Morant plays. At 5100 he's certainly an option either way. Obviously, the floor and the upside would be a little bit higher if we know that job's sitting. But nonetheless, I think that his ownership would probably drift down enough for me to have interest in him in GPPs. Oh, forgot to mention my favorite play on the slate. Well, of this game. Steven Adams. Just like I said with Jonas, there's a few centers on this slate that I'm not too interested in. And it's mostly because of Steven Adams. I just like the salary at 55. Uh, anytime he goes against a big brawling center who doesn't get out of the paint too much like Jonas, we're going to see him play extra minutes in this one. Game stays close. The minutes should be secure as long as he stays out of foul trouble. And in two mat- or three matchups this season, he's averaging 32 minutes against this team. So... Goes to show you that they're going to probably play Stephen Adams' good run if they need to. And in those games, he's averaged about 33 DK points, almost a double-double with 11 and 9. So sign me up, Stephen Adams. He's probably one of my favorite mid-tier plays on this slate. Almost left him out. But we'll move on to the next game. Golden State Warriors traveling to San Antonio, taking on the Spurs here for the injury report. Warriors, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, James Wiseman, all rolled out. For the Spurs, Keldon Johnson, Doug McDermott, DeJounte Murray, Jakob Portal, and Devin Vassell have all been ruled out. So, we're uh, going to have some value here, nonetheless. Knowing that all these starters are going to be out, we have Romeo Langford questionable. We're going to want to keep our eye on this game because there is a lot to look at. We'll start off here with Golden State, though. No, Clay Thompson, sign me up. Jordan Poole, he's one of my top-tier expensive plays. And you're going to see pretty much all the top-tier expensive guys you could play are pretty much playing that point-slash-shooting guard position. Uh, we saw that streak of 20 plus points come to an end in that last one against LA, but this is a great spot for him to get right back on track. So he's in, 30, in three games this season. He's averaging about 38 DK points against the Spurs team. 40, uh, 40 is what we're looking for at that 8K mark. I think he's got 40 written all over in this one. Probably my favorite spend up next to CJ. I like both those guys an awful lot. I don't mind looking at a guy like Draymond if you want to go there for his price tag at 6K. I don't think it's a must play or anything like that. I think it'll probably mostly be a good amount of pool for me. I think a little bit of Gary Payton, a little bit of Draymond. I'm not going to go flirting with the Andrew Wiggins at 6,200. It's not a terrible option. You could look that way. I just don't think there's much meat left on the bone. He always has those 40-point games in him, but they come probably once every six or seven games. So I, I'll bet the under on that, and I'll probably just stick here with my man pool, A little bit of Gary Payton and some Draymond and call it a day right there. Now the Spurs side is the side that we're gonna be more interested in. With all their starters out, Trey Jones, 5,400. Still too cheap. I said, until he gets to 62 or 63, it, it, that's the only time where we really have to consider it. So I'm absolutely playing him. With no Yaka Pirtle. I'm going back to the well right here with Zach Collins, especially because we also know that our main man, Keldon Johnson's ruled out. Collins will probably play a little bit of the four, a little bit of the five. Uh, absolutely of interest in both those guys. I think those guys are two premium plays on this slate. And then I also want to talk about Kade Bates-Diop because with both Keldon Johnson rolled out and Jacob Pertl, we're going to see a good amount a good amount of Zach Collins at the five. That leaves some minutes open at the four. I think there should be a good 24 to 30 minutes open for Kade Bates-Diop. He's minimum salary. He should be able to get his good run out there over there at the four. Sign me up. I think those three guys are my top plays probably almost on the slate just looking at what we have as far as value. Uh, I'm good with those three guys. Absolutely. Sign me up. And if you want to look at any like you know ancillary options, whether it's Josh Primo, uh, Josh Richardson, sure. Why not? But I think with those other three options, they're just much more suitable, much more fit for this matchup. Uh, I think I prefer them. Final game of the night, Sacramento Kings traveling to L.A., taking on the Clippers. To the injury report we go. For the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, Jason Preston, Jay all rolled out. For the Kings, Terrence Davis, Darren Fox, Rashawn Holmes, Alex Len, Demonis Sabonis, all ruled out. Oh, I'm sorry, I haven't given any of the Vegas lines for these. Uh, so let me backtrack quickly: two twenty-nine and a half with the Grizzlies being favored by six and a half points for that first game. Second game, two nineteen and a half with Warriors being favored by six and a half. And now this final game, two twenty-three and a half with the Clippers favored by eleven and a half. Clippers have been on a roll. We'll start off here though with the Kings. Davion Mitchell coming in at 7k. They said his minutes are going to be limited a little bit towards the end of the season. We have yet to see that played almost 40 minutes, 38, and 39 over the past three games. So take that for what it's worth. Um, this could be the game that they decide they want to limit him. I don't think it is. I, nonetheless, at 7k, I don't mind landing on him. I'm just not going out of my way to play him. I'd rather find the extra thousand dollars for pool, the extra 1200 for our man but in that first one. So he's an option. He's just not one of my top options, to be honest. So, if I'm looking anywhere on this spot, it's going to be some of these ancillary options. It would be like a Dante Divincenzo at 5,400. I think that's a fair price tag for him. Uh, I wouldn't mind looking at Damian Jones. Pretty much every other center is ruled out of this one. He's playing consistent minutes at this point at 5,900. He's one of those other centers on the board where I probably won't find myself playing Jonas because I think you know, looking at Damian, looking at Adams, those two guys, I think are absolutely the route I'd rather go, just based on my builds. And then I also want to talk about the backup center, which is going to be metu Uh, He's only power forward eligible, but we're talking 28 minutes in that game against New Orleans, 27 against Houston, 22 against Golden State. He's playing enough of a workload to warrant a $4,200 price tag pretty comfortably. Uh, And out of those past three games, he's only fell below that 22 DK point mark once, which was against Golden State. But in the other two where he's played at least 26, 27 minutes, we're looking at at least 20 to 30 DK points pretty comfortably. So at 4200 I absolutely have interest in Metu. Uh, He's pretty much a last man standing. You should see a little bit of run at the four uh, alongside of Jones, but most of it will be coming in the backup minutes behind Jones. So absolutely interested in him. I think him, Jones, and a little bit of DiVincenzo are probably the route I'll go. But like I said, I wouldn't fault you if you wanted to look at Mitchell. And as you guys have been listening to the show for probably a while, if you have, I don't play Harrison Barnes. This is something I never do. So I'm willing to take it off the chin anytime he beats me. On the other side of the ball, Paul George coming at 9,300. We've yet to see those big that big workload game from him uh it could be coming it should be coming they already said that the minutes cap pretty much has been released they just haven't had to play him i guess significant minutes just yet he's really the top spend up on the slate if you want to go there it's really going to depend on your builds because i don't think that we need to go crazy when it comes to a lot of these mid-tier guys i like i touched on most of the guys i'm looking at are like five there's even some builds where i can easily see myself having uh you know a little bit of jordan Poole, mccollum and paul george You'd be sacrificing one of your guard spots for that and you'll have to use a utility spot if you're looking to get like a a trey jones which you could easily do it's actually how my first build went so wouldn't fault you if you wanted to look that way but then you're only playing one center when it comes to steven adams and damian jones so it's really gonna come down to your build and how you want to do it um that's probably how my first one's gonna go because if i didn't play damian jones like i said i could get some met too and feel still still feel pretty good about it but do what your heart desires, whatever you feel comfortable with, because there's another center in this game I have interest in, which is going to be Isaiah Hartenstein, 11.5 point spread. Obviously, this Vegas isn't expecting this game to stay close. Hartenstein has routinely played outplayed Zubats over the past like three and a half or two and a half months at this point. Uh, even in limited minutes, this dude routinely puts up 30 DK points. In four out of the last five games, is, he's got 28, 30, 38, 32. One down game against Chicago in there with a 14. But... That was only in 18 minutes. Any game that he's played at least 23 minutes, he's putting up almost 30 DK points. So at 5,200, I like Hartenstein as well. So it's really going to come down to that build. If you want the two centers, you're probably going to have to leave one of those top guards out. And if you think that you uh, you want to get the two centers, then uh, you know, you're know you going to have to pick between three out of the four of Trey Jones, McCollum, Poole, and George, depending on how your build goes. Those are my four top guards I have listed. Um, top centers, if I had to rank them, I would probably say it goes... Well, it also depends on your build um, or what, what contest you're in because the two safest options, in my opinion, are going to be Hartenstein and probably Damian Jones a little bit over Steven Adams, but it's close. These guys all have pretty routine and safe floors, uh, but they also all have like, you know, 30 to 40 point ceilings. I would say Adams has the lowest ceiling out of that group, but take that for what it's worth. And I'm not really interested in playing too much anywhere else here. I mean, these guys are all... Pretty much healthy now and getting their minutes limited powell's back he only played about 22 minutes in that first game that he returned but he still put up 32 dk points he's not going to be shy to shoot we know he's a very efficient shooter i'm just also not expecting him to get to the line 10 times like he did so keep your eye on that i don't think i'll have shares of him but i think at 5300 he warrants a gpp look at most you might want to try to ramp him up. Maybe he plays 25 or 26 minutes, and at that point, 5,300 is a pretty fair price tag. But I'm not really playing Morris. I'm not playing Reggie Jackson. I, you know, I already talked about some other forwards and guards I like more than these guys. Now that everyone's healthy, it makes Terrence Mann a little harder to play at 4,500 because now he's probably just going to be playing right in that comfortable 24-minute mark. Uh, takes a coffee out. Pretty much takes Batum out for me. So for the most part, it's just going to be Paul George, Hartenstein, and Stein, And then in a couple GPPs, I'll have shares of Powell. And that brings us home for the three games. Now we'll talk about my player tier list and who I'm looking at for the top tier players. I'm looking at, like I said, Jordan Poole, CJ McCollum. I think both those guys and that low AK mark are two guys that I'll have in a majority of my lineups. I'm very interested in both those guys. And then for the mid-tier pool, uh, we're talking Trey Jones. I think that's pretty obvious. I have a lot of interest in Trey Jones. No surprise there. Uh, I've talked about that several times. And then I think looking at either Steven Adams, Hart and Stein, I like both those guys a significant amount. You could throw Jones in that pool. Uh, the centers, I'm going to want to have two if I could, but it's just going to be tough with that build. Like I said, if you're playing four guards, you're not going to be able to. So maybe I, uh, maybe I end up three guarding it and leaving Paul George off. Who knows? But for the value plays, talked about several options here. Zach Collins at 4,500, certainly an option with both now, Keldon Johnson and Jakob out he should see good run at the five play a couple i'd say probably about four to five six minutes at the four as well so sign me up there and then i definitely. oh excuse me coffee and acids and eat them uh, i definitely think that looking at a guy like kata bates diop at minimum salary 3k if you need to get down there i assume he's going to probably end up starting the four for us but who knows we've got to keep an eye on that but with no like i said kelden johnson it makes the most sense to start zach collins at the five but who knows maybe zach collins starts the four and they give uh you know, to give Landale a little bit of a run at the five, we don't know. So keep your eye on that situation. Uh, if Landale does start the five, though, I would have significant interest in him instead of K the app he would be a GPP play. But that's it. That brings us home. That is the entire slate. Quickly ran through in fifteen minutes. So, as always, guys, follow me on Twitter at Mike M I K E A P O T R I A, and then you can always give us a thumbs up, five star rate, and review wherever you listen iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio You name it, we appreciate it I always see those coming through and It means the world to us over here uh, Life has been getting pretty hectic So if you haven't seen me as active, that is why uh, trying to find a new apartment Out in Atlanta, as you heard on that last show So, a lot going on when you're apartment hunting From, you know, 400 miles away Not easy Actually, it might be even, more, I think it's even more than that But, yeah, a lot going on over here I'm an uncle, that just happened A lot of cool stuff, so Big life changes are right around the corner. So uh, as that happens, you know, I still try to get on here and produce as much content as I could. Uh, but got to gotta, gotta kind of keep things in focus and try to make time for everything. So we'll be back tomorrow. It'll be Harris breaking down that Sunday morning slate for you guys. And then uh, I'll be hopping on with them Sunday night. And we'll be talking about that Monday slate. But then I will be off of the Tuesday and the Wednesday as I will be in Atlanta, kind of checking things out, trying to see what I could uh, for a few days that I'm out there. But as always, guys, take care. Let's go crush a tournament.